So I'm not gonna worry about your level of concern. We talking about Twitter. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. We love Pittsburgh, PA. We love Steeler Nation. We're not urinating on the fire, man. We are not. We mock ourselves. We, the, it's, it's always fire burning season. There's never any urination. No matriculation necessary. It's what Jin's talking about. The conversation about the Steelers social media conversation, exposing all your hot and toxic takes, even in the cold of winter. <laughs> There's toxicity on the loose. I'm Kyle Kreiss. Across from me is Greg Benevin. Hello. Coming up in the second half of today's show, we challenged the 2023 low-key hater of the year to come into the kangaroo court and defend his hot and toxic takes. He has accepted in the second half, Jared Bailey. From behind the steel curtain and our reigning Yinzi hater of the year. He'll step into the kangaroo court and we'll see if he has to turn in his towel, the ultimate penalty. Okay, that's coming up in the second half. But why don't we get to these takes? Okay, can we start? I've got fingers on... There's the video. There's the tweet sound. Let's start it off. This is kind of just, let's start with the insiders because this is, you know, these these are the experts and let's just see. They're all on the same page, right? Let's start with um, <laughs> at PG Sports Now, Post Gazette Sports. They, they've been putting a line in the sand and they've been crossing that line as far as uh, what their stance is going to be all season, it looks like. Paul Zeiss, the definition of insanity is what the Steelers are doing and it just doesn't start with Arthur Smith. Okay, that's obviously their take. Let's. Uh, is there is there any other insiders? Oh, give me a break. Here we go. At Mark Cabali, Steelers hire of Arthur Smith was the perfect choice, even if it doesn't work. Uh, well, I mean, was it insanity or perfection, or is there a fine line between the two? Uh, well, one, there's certainly a fine line between the two, but. Uh, I, I, I was very grateful to have had no more free articles left this month, so I wasn't even <laughs> tempted to click on the Paul Zeiss article. And sometimes I do agree with Paul Zeiss. I don't all the time, but sometimes I do. I don't see what was so insane about this. I mean, it. I, I understand that whatever decision they made, there'd be a lot of fans that would be upset with what they didn't make. And if you can imagine a parallel dimension, there are some really unhinged takes because the Steelers signed uh, a 32-year-old guy that has no experience as an offensive coordinator but like was around a really good quarterback <laughs> i love how even though it was only we only had about a week of speculation but mm -hmm. on all of the lists no one had uh, i didn't see any uh 
Art Smith on anyone's short list of in the in the speculation portion of this show. I, I do have to give Alan Saunders had a pretty good take on it, where he when uh, Al, when Arthur Smith was interviewed, he said, "This is the one guy who I could see they that the Steelers could sign tomorrow," and then the next day they did sign him. So I mean, that's that's as close as we have. But that might be a prediction versus a real insider knowledge. It um yeah I I, I mean so far I like the pick because I have nothing to base it on, but also I try not to live in constant negativity. Well, let's see. Let's see. Did anyone like it? Let's see who liked it. Mm-hmm. At Alex Kazora. Alex Kazora. Arthur Smith checks a lot of the boxes the Steelers said they were looking for. Yada, yada, yada. I, mm. I'd have to research, but I'd get some Mike Malarkey vibes here. Are you... Uh, are you, is that is that a compliment or not? What's well, I mean, I, I, for me, malarkey, and I think it is for a lot of folks, is so synonymous with trick plays, and I don't think this guy is. I imagine how, why Kazora thought of that is because Kazora understands the schematics and the strategics of football better than me, and that's why he saw the similarities between them. But, I mean, for most of us, malarkey is uh, wide receiver passes and uh, flea flickers and that kind of thing. Let uh, while you know, let's stick to while we're uh, while we're here with Alex Cazorla. Let's stick mm. to uh, Ian Rappaport. ESPN says Smith had other options and was going to be on an offensive coordinator somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the big draw? Steelers culture and oh, surprise! Working with Mike Tomlin. Uh, this is going to be a reoccurring theme, right? Uh, from Kawan Alexander to maybe even Mason Rudolph. It's going to be what's the common denominator? Oh, we all want to work with Mike Tomlin. A hundred percent. That's that's such at such a major draw. Particularly, you know, it used to be that it was a team that like, hey, was close to a championship, and that we would bring them in. Well, now maybe that you know, it's maybe not quite as close. But by having Tomlin there, that's something that can draw a team, draw the Steelers maybe more than a team that can offer you a few extra bucks. Plus, it, it just came out recently that this guy Smith did have an interview with Tampa Bay coming up, so the Steelers wanted to sign him, and here we are. Plus, like I told you off camera, I like this. That you know, he wants to see the Steelers culture. And he wants to work with Tomlin. That means A, he's excited for this job. B, he's glad to be here. And C, he plans on being a head coach again, which I think is a good thing, too. And he and, you know, the Steelers were people were like, oh, they didn't do an exhaustion enough search. But it's like, no, they found their guy. They liked it. They signed him. They didn't let him go. Uh, what were they going to do? You know, interview uh, 100 more candidates to say, uh, yeah, I think it's Arthur Smith and maybe one other guy, you know. <laughs> and also, we don't know how exhaustive their search was or was not, since some of the people that they were linked to didn't have jobs at the time so they didn't have to make a big announcement saying we're interviewing this that we're interviewing this person too we also don't know and we don't think that they're done filling out this coaching staff i mean arthur smith is going to have a big say in that but also the idea of them bringing in another guy to be like the quarterback whisperer we make up those goofy jobs like the 49ers have like passing game coordinator or something like that all that kind of thing could happen too but uh but yeah it's it's we'll never find out the specifics about this uh, search until someone else writes their book Let's uh, let's get to more people who liked it. How about at Trib Joe Rudder, Joe Rudder Tribune Review. Remember how the Steelers went 58 games in a row without topping 400 yards of offense? Uh, in 2019 2020, the two years Arthur Smith was in Tennessee, the Titans hit that number 15 in 32 games. 15. Uh, I don't, you know, so, I mean, I guess anything would have been a step up for Mad Canada statistically. Yes. So. <laughs> right. But this sounds particularly so. And also, this guy did it without uh, Tom Brady. 
without, you know, this all-world quarterback. He Tannehill was very good in the time that he played for Arthur Smith, but it wasn't like, you know, wow, it's this freak of nature uh, uh, Hall of Fame guy. L- who else likes it? Big surprise. Is this, is this a like? I don't know. At Mark it's as Madden. close as it can get and stay on brand. <laughs> At Mark Madden X. Mark Madden. I don't hate the hire, but it's definitely a safe hire. Smith reflects Tomlin's offensive preference. No conflict. A wide net was not cast. Um, Which we don't know. You know, what if what if Tomlin didn't want to widen it? What if he said, hey, if we can get Arthur Smith, that's my number one or something? You know, I right. imagine if you're Mike Tomlin, you have a wish list. It's not just like, oh, let's see, the uh, career finder got us uh, some resumes right. today. This is what came in from Indeed. It, um, yeah. But no, but I, I think and I think the Steelers were glad to talk to guys like Zach Robinson and where they got something out of it, as we spoke about last week. They did learn something from talking to these people. But, um, but yeah, again, the other part of it, too, like a lot of these guys, sure, they're interviewing them but it's not like Tomlin's never talked to them or knows nothing about them these people are literally peers they're aware of each other they have relationships so what you said is entirely possible and Mike Tomlin is not he's not just he's kind of is this true or not he's the closest thing to a superstar in in uh, in the coaching realm, you know, it's like maybe him and Belichick. Um, uh, I think Reed's got to be sure, up there sure, too. yeah. It's, but I think, but also, but I, I I think that's true. But I also imagine because you know Tomlin is younger than those guys, maybe also a lot easier to talk to than uh, uh, Belichick or Reed as well. Like, yeah, and wants to be out there. You don't see right. Belichick out there senior week, right? Um, exactly. So, you know, having making these two kids run against each other and over and over again, or whatever happened to the senior bowl. Yeah, it's that's exactly that's Tomlin stuff. That's part of what you know they talk about being a football junkie. That's what that is. But you know, these candidates who didn't get the job interviewing with Tomlin might be might make their book. You know, it might be like oh, one yeah. of their career highlights. Hey, I didn't get the job in Pittsburgh, but I'm sitting down with Art Rooney and Mike Tomlin was this experience, da-da-da-da-da. Right, exactly. And look, at I mean, Zach Robinson, he ended up, what what he do? He ended up being offensive coordinator because, like, his best friend became coach of the Falcons. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's not like, you know, they, they, these guys all kind of landed on their feet here. Speaking of best friends, it's like uh, there's relationships at work here because right. Arthur Smith worked with not just Mike Vrabel, not just Ken Wisenhunt, not just Mike Munchak, you know, people who I don't know if they would have to give references, but do you think Art texted Wisenhunt and is like, hey, you know, or have had a conversation right. at, in their life at some point saying, yeah, this guy's the real deal. Like, look at this guy. Yeah, he's really on the ball. He's got this stuff figured out. Yes, exactly. With all those people who do who we know do have relationships with each other. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, who hated it? <laughs> Let's get to wait. Where's the hater there? You are a hater. Oh, we've got the hater takes. At Tommy Jaggy, such a Mike Tomlin move. A running offense isn't going to be enough to compete for the Super Bowl. Shakes my head. I don't know. It seems like lack of a running game is what caused teams like the Ravens to lose. This right, exactly. The Ravens could have run a lot better having the best running offense in the league. I mean, which I mean, kind of speaks to Tommy's point a bit. But also, I forget, it was a Kovacevic that said, the top of the four teams that survived, they were each in the top six in rushing offense. I mean, it's maybe a just rushing offense isn't enough to get you there because this Titans team did not do great in the playoffs, but they ran into like Burrow or something. But also, but they did end Tom Brady's career in uh, New England, <laughs> for those of you that forget. But yeah, but it's, it's. I, I think the idea is not to have just a running offense. I mean, this guy's not bringing in like, you know, uh, uh, the single wing or something like 
Steeler fans. You are out of your freaking minds. <laughs> and I'm glad you have that. New now. for 2024. <laughs> I'm glad that's Happy New Year. Um, let's more haters. At Mike Up Sports One, Mike Nicastro, Gerard Johnson was the right guy for Kenny Pickett. For one last gasp with a new school QB whisperer, not Arthur Smith. Today's a bad day for us because it's the never-ending battle between is Kenny bad or is it the OC's fault? Will never end. Oh, we're gonna have to do this all over again next year with a new coordinator. <laughs> like what? I'm not sure what that means. I, I think he means a bad day for all of us in the media on Twitter who are having <laughs> to deal with that with that fight. I, I mean, that's what I take it to mean. Uh, two things: one, uh, Gerard Johnson uh, stayed home. Right. He stayed in Houston to continue coaching uh, C.J. Stroud and uh, see what his options are like next year when, uh, you know, where hopefully that team gets better. Because, wow, if they don't, then uh, that's not going to look like the best play. And two, I really don't think this is the end of them hiring offensive coaches. I do think they're going to bring in some kind of QB whisperer guy. I don't think it's just going to be Arthur Smith. He's the offensive coordinator and he's going to be in charge of the offense. But I imagine they'll bring in someone else as well. Well, let's, uh, maybe this is the QB whisperer. Let's move yeah. on to, nope. Let's move on to, at Jenna Harner 11, Jenna Harner, WPXI. In an interview at the 2023 NFL annual meeting, Arthur Smith was asked what he's looking for in a QB. This is the answer. Mm -hmm. You need to understand the person, what makes the person tick. It's not just the physical, it's the mental. You're dealing with the responsibility of being a QB day after day. You're going to be accountable. It sounds like uh, he is the QB whisperer. He's he's uh, he's like the Zen, the, the Zen coach. I, I, I mean, after reading this, I'm thinking like, yeah, I could be a QB too. I mean, it, it all sounds very good. This is, this is, yeah, I mean, this, this this all sounds like a great motivational speech. I'm not sure it helps any of you to uh, get that last yard when you're diving to get to the end zone against the Cardinals. But um, it, it sounds great here. It uh, but maybe he is the guy, and it's and maybe Tannehill does come to Pittsburgh. But uh, I would be surprised if this was the end of bringing in offensive coaches. The you know when I when I talk when I think about QB whisperer I think of BA's book where the QB whisperer is basically just like always have a, an option to gun it to the end zone if you know Plan B is always gun it to the yeah, end zone just throw it as far as possible which is why they got BA out of here because Ben got sacked like league record times at, at that era maybe I don't want a QB whisperer maybe right. I just want a uh... yeah the guy that's like hey let's try the checkdown like I think there's a guy open in the flat. Um, I, you know, I had to, I was like sick of Twitter. I had to go to threads. Oh, I was no. like, is there anything out there? Because Twitter was just getting, I couldn't handle it. Good. Yeah. I, I'm surprised you can at this point. I always worry about you out there on Twitter. So I headed over to threads. I don't There's no thread sound. Excellent. <laughs> I thought Ted is closest to thread. Let's oh, I thought they were like they were like jamming, like it was like the threads. Okay, or the threads of time and Bill and Ted. Right, oh, I like that. Let's get to the threads, threads of time. Of time. Mm -hmm. Excellent. <laughs> Over on threads, we've got at Fantasy Matters SVA. What the Steelers hired Arthur Smith as their new OC? Come on, that's the one dude that's worse than Matt Canada. <laughs> Uh, I didn't know there was anyone worse, and we found the only guy worse than Matt Canada. <laughs> and, and this guy knew it. He knew it all <laughs> along. That's And he buried this insight on threads. That's definitely something you could have taken to at least Reddit. More threads. Excellent! <laughs> 
at CD Carter 13. My take on the hiring of Arthur Smith going from Canada to Smith isn't a serious hire. Oh, oh no. I can't believe we we be, didn't do a serious hire yeah, with it, this. It's a shame we had the joke hire. <laughs> what would a serious hire have been? I, you know, I, just... I see that's, a, that's what's so weird about this. Story. A serious hire, and I'm not clicking on this person's link to find <laughs> out, but a serious hire, given what the other options are, a serious hire would have been a 30-year-old who hadn't actually called plays yet in the National Football League. Or if if it was Byron Leftwich, would everyone been like, "Oh, right, a serious hire, right, a serious there. hire, yeah. the guy, right?" That's, and that's and all the other criticisms. Well, he's a guy we know and connection. <laughs> uh, yeah. More? Do we have more? Uh... Excellent. We do. One more thread at Sports Underscore Council. <laughs> it's absolutely baffling that Arthur Smith, a coach who refuses to use his best players, was even considered for a coordinator role. Uh, then again, this is the same head coach who hired Matt Canada. Oh, my goodness. Um, but like we already said, th- yeah, if this guy wasn't an OC in Pittsburgh, he was already going down he to Tampa. He's going to be an OC somewhere, this guy, and he was going to be a pretty quick. I mean, I uh, he's not going to be involved in a lot of roster decisions with his team. And, it's, and if there's ever a fan base that should know what it means that you can be a great coordinator and not a good head coach, it's the one that won Super Bowl rings with Dick LeBeau. Oh, yeah, good point. Where's the boom? Okay, mm-hmm. we uh, enough, enough, Arthur. We're gonna get to know Arthur uh, at some point throughout the year, right? Right. So, Probably more than we want to. But there's other drama to get to. That's right. It's the return. QB twenty two plus two. Where are you? <laughs> We've got some work to do now. QB twenty two plus two. Are you? We need some help from you now. You know we got a mystery to solve. Which QB do we want in gold and black? But don't get sacked. If QBs do what they, they will do, you can get yourself a yellow jacket. Oh well, I guess we. I guess it was a little premature to offer a yellow jacket. Hey, to you Kenny. don't know. I saw Mason uh, uh, win a bunch of games in December. I'm not rolling anything out. The Taylor still open. We're not matriculating on the Taylor. I well, would definitely not. That's probably a crime. But. It's back. Part two, QB22, the, the sequel. Who will be our QB? Let's get to at S City Nation 412, Steel City Nation. Rooney today said improving QB play next year is a major step that must be taken. But that goes, he go, then goes on to say he still has faith in Pickett and believes we haven't seen the ceiling in Rudolph yet. Uh, if if QB is the the one thing keeping us out of um, Super Bowl contention, why not? Uh, you want to go? You want to go big? You want to go for one of the free agents? I mean, I I I I, I think. The way I kind of interpret the Rooney's statement here is that it's sort of like a state of the Steelers all right now. I mean, you can you can believe in all three of these things and then, you know, uh, give one of the bridges to Kirk Cousins if you so choose. Like, all three of these things can be true. You can hold all three beliefs in your head. It, um, I do believe they're going to go into the season with Pickett and with at least two other guys to compete with them, whether it's Rudolph, whether it's Ryan Tannehill, whether it is Cousins, and it'll be some like mid-level draft pick too i think they're gonna I, I i think it was depot that made the comment during the early part of the afc championship game sometimes you just want the steelers to draft like six quarterbacks until this <laughs> works out and i think we might get as close as we're ever getting to that this 
coming off season. Right, just like five QBs at camp, and we'll see which three uh, make the roster. Right, or and then that's how you find Duck Hodges and win like three or four extra games that maybe you didn't think you were going to that season. Because I remember that from uh, free agent tryouts. Yeah. Why don't we go to at Thompson Photo Twelve Ed Thompson? So Mike Tomlin is head coach and said Pickett is QB one penciled in. Then the owner says this. Uh, this is really disconnected team and organization. I'm sorry. Head coach and owners better get things together. Uh, is there is there a contradiction between what Tomlin said and saying that uh, the QB1 is on the roster and Art saying he wants to do business with Mason? I mean, it's it's. I don't think it's necessarily uh, uh, totally mutually exclusive of each other. I think you can. I also uh, I, I kind of think Tomlin's comments were, you know, a little bit more right after the game. It's hard to be like, no, absolutely not. Our quarterback is off in some other roster. That's such a weird question. Anyway, it uh, the right thing. To, I, it, I, it, the right thing is to give pick it as many chances as possible. But I do want to say you, you didn't read the last person part of this person's tweet, which was they better get things organized or they'll have another one and done postseason. So like all <laughs> Already, the season has failed because I don't know. Uh, Tomlin didn't respond to a text fast enough. Like this is a new level of negativity. Um, you know who else was one and done? We said this many right. years. The Dallas Cowboys, the Miami Dolphins, the mm. um. I don't oh know. yeah, yeah. No, you can all go on the, yeah. the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, yeah. At, um, mm -hmm. um. All right, let's get to some con season stuff like. At NFL, Dove Kleiman, Dove Kleiman, report Vikings quarterback Kurt Cousins is looking for $90 million guaranteed for two seasons to re-sign with the team. Is that a fair price for Cousins? If he's the top QB on the market, would you be, let's not say $90 million over two, let's just say one year, $45 million. Would you, uh, would you be willing to pay that check? I mean, I, I I don't have everything in front of me. What else? What that would keep me from buying? So I don't have that in front of me. I mean, I'd, I'd think about it. I mean, I'd look at the thing. I'd also take a real look at uh, Kirk Cousins' health because there's a reason. We were all talking about Joshua Dobbs last year, and it's because Dobbs was playing because Cousins was hurt. Now, I don't know if the price goes down a little bit if or up if he's not playing with the Vikings, but, I mean, there's only so many teams out there that need, like, a starting quarterback right now. Like, there's only so many places that Cousins can really land. And, you know, I'm not talking myself into this, but Pittsburgh is on that list of, what, eight, ten? I mean, I haven't thought about it, but it's not like 20 teams are in the running for this. What if it meant, what if you, what if it meant, um, what if you had to cut Cam Hayward to sign Kurt Cousins? I, I, I mean, it's I'm, I'm trading one injured player for another. I don't know if I make that deal because I'm I mean, I'm not a big Cousins guy. I, I, I can see it the best of an option. But I mean, it's I'm never going more than two years on this. I'm I, I'd have to be talked into Cousins to start making those kind of decisions. Well, you won't have to might not have to worry about Cousins because <laughs> where's the uh, at? Panther rants. Walt Harris got this from a pretty reliable source. He's never wrong. Russ Wilson and Sierra was spotted in Oakland visiting the Pitt campus. There they are coming out of Antunes Pizza. Where is it? There, there they are. That's not photoshopped. I was saying uh, AI is getting better at spelling Anthony's Pizza, but um, but no, I I don't actually need my glasses on to see that this is photoshopped. It uh, now I mean now there's a question. If Russell Wilson comes to you for like 
very, very low. I could see that over uh, Kirk Cousins for $45 million if it's Russ for, like, whatever they're paying Mitch. I would think about that. All right, so you're... Uh... I, I don't want to have to spend much for, like, this quarterback who's coming in. That that's I, I mean if it's I I I'm totally not sold on this Kirk Cousins is the guy thing but maybe I don't know is it gonna be find out what Mace is getting first or is that is that the plan A and then to the free mar- the free agency market or there's not gonna be that kind of time for one of these big QBs yeah, well I mean I don't know if there's gonna be that kind of time for Kirk Cousins like there is gonna be time for some of the other ones like I mean Jameis Winston is always around uh, uh, uh you know who uh, I mean we yeah I mean Garter like, Minshew right. what about um Jacoby Brissett yeah I mean it's I, I love how they always say a Jacoby Brissett type and they mean Jacoby Brissett the <laughs> original and best Jacoby Brissett type but um but yeah I mean I I guess it's just so hard for me to believe Cousins is this guy because again you know I, I I believe in George and I believe in Deontay. I also believe Justin Jefferson's better than both of those guys. And uh, there's yeah. some real weapons in Minnesota. Like, Oops, wrong button. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to give you the crickets. No, 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 no. That's fine. That's fine. It, um, okay, well, to be determined in right. the QB thing. Let's. Uh, why don't we uh, take our break because oh, we're coming up in the second half, the return of Kangarooney Court, our low-key hater of the year. We'll step into our courtroom and might have to turn in his towel if I do my job right. Also, we got to talk about uh, art, what art said, right? A little bit of art, maybe. And maybe the Steeler artifact at the Hall of Fame that maybe doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. Is it my the hater? Now I'm the hater. Put me on the X. All right, we'll be back in a second. Did you bring the peanuts, pretzels, popcorn? Did you bring the burgers? Where's the beer? Did you bring the ketchup, mustard, pickles? Did you bring the pumper? Yeah, it's here. Did you bring the icy light Iron City pumper? Can't forget the pumper. One of each. Did you bring the ice to chill the pumper? Yeah. When you want a cold one, just reach. Have a picnic, have a party, call the people, tap the pumper, have a pumper party. Did you bring the pumper? Did you bring the pumper? Did you bring the pumper? Yeah. All right, it's the second half of what Jin's talking about. And we promised the return of the classic. That's right. These are real Steeler fans walking into a real a real f- podcast courtroom. A, a virtually real podcast. A virtual podcast courtroom where they will have to defend their hot and toxic Steelers takes. Welcome to Kangarooney Court. Today's defendant from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, deputy editor, the low, the 2024 low-key hater of the year, Jared Bailey. Welcome to Kangarooney Court. I've got my I've got the handcuffs on, the shackles around my ankles. I've got the, uh, <laughs> the hand collector mask on, and everything. I'm ready. Um, you're you're here to stand trial. Let me, uh, can I work the cameras in? The, you're here to. <laughs> Is it a trial? I don't know. You're the the judge, Greg it, it, it's Benedict. An ex, it's an exposition. We're trying to find things out. We're we're just here. This is like a voir dire. Yeah, Greg, <clears throat> Judge Greg Benevent presiding, mm-hmm. District Attorney Kyle Kreiss. Uh Jared Bailey is claims to be 
a Steelers fan. I know that he's a uh, you're you're a Ben guy, right? You're 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 you're, you're number one guy's Ben, right? Yeah, big 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 Ben guy. Um, is it safe to say you are not? Hey, come on. Where's the... Oh, I got it. Do I have the sound? Oh, safe to say you're not a Kenny guy. Let's show the tweets. <laughs> New Year's tweet. Day. Bright and early. First tweet of wow. New Year's Day. I sincerely don't see Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh next season. Let's follow that up with... Oh, come on. The techno... Oh, passcode. Yes. Follow that up with... What day is this? Uh, I think it's oh, January, 4th. Jan- January 4th. January 4th. Who do you want your QB of week one of 2024? If your answer to this question is Kenny Pickett, you're a lost cause. Uh, obviously not a Kenny fan. Is that safe to say? Um, of Kenny Pickett, the quarterback, no. Yeah. I'm sure he's a nice guy. But Kenny Pickett, yeah. the quarterback, mm-hmm. he stinks. Uh, although, if you go back in time to 2020, <laughs> the Big Ben, the where... Where is oh uh, the technology is a little technology's further down. Just, down. Yeah, here we go. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to 2021. Ben's final year, right? One bad year doesn't mean a bad quarterback. Big Ben had an abysmal year too, worse than the year Wentz had. He'll be fine. Are you willing to give Kenny the same kind of leeway that you gave Ben? Uh, one bad, you know, one bad season doesn't mean a bad quarterback. No. Um... I think so. This is what from 2021 that tweet. Okay, yeah. <laughs> my guess is the year that I'm refer what I'm referring to there is would be 2006 when he went 18 touchdowns, 23 picks, mm. uh, the year after they they won the Super Bowl. So a lot of context needed for for the, that. Where yeah, Ben had a really bad year. It was after the motor the motorcycle accident and everything, and his numbers he threw for a career high in touchdown passes, but also led the league in picks. They went eight and eight. Um, but from a Kenny perspective, you know, a guy who is, you know, every stat that comes out is like, oh, let's look at this as, from a historical perspective and touchdown percentage. Oh, Kenny Pickett's the worst of all time when it comes to that. A little large difference in terms of the uh, the context behind that. So my guess is that's the year I'm referring to, at least from that tweet. All right. Yeah. So, well, Kenny had the worst uh, statistical season for a quarterback. So there that means only room for growth at this point. Uh I suppose to an extent, um, you know, like I said, you know, a big difference between, you know, consecutive AFC championship games and a Super Bowl win. And then, you know, consecutive nine and eight seasons or whatever it has been. Um, let you know, I, I, speaking of going back in time here, we found the uh, the Big Ben. T- I just I, I just find this. Uh, this is pretty funny. Mm, uh, oh, this is great. <laughs> let me find the. Oh, come on, Internet. Here's the mm-hmm. uh, from. November 15th, 2020. I think it's time Big Ben entered the MVP conversation. November 15th. Now let's spring forward to four weeks later. December 27th. Big Ben cannot be the starter next year. And you were you were a Big Ben guy. Did you were you did you get turned around on Ben at the end there even though it wasn't uh you know he wasn't putting up um you know Joe Montana numbers at the end but uh, right. you know was it too soon to give up on Ben do you think or did you ride him out? Um, so let's see, the 2020 season, that's when they started like 11-0, and 0 and, mm-hmm. and yeah. were yes. just tremendously overachieved. Mm-hmm. And then in the final month of the year when you, they lose to Washington, they lose to Cincinnati, they almost lose to Indianapolis, uh, I think they lose to Buffalo in there too. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. just a really, really bad stretch to end the year. Um, and Ben looked his age, 
And once it started getting colder, the play started getting worse. I was surprised that he came back for 2021, especially after Marquis Pouncey retired. And I was like, that was his guy, his best friend on the team. So I think it would have been poetic for him to ride out. But regardless, came back the following year. They somehow got in the playoffs. They got destroyed. But uh, yeah, I I was surprised that he came back for 2021, um, especially with, uh, I think the Steelers would have been probably better off if he didn't. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm as big a Ben guy as there is, but you look at the options that they could have had at quarterback that year, it might have been better off if he just hadn't. But I, I wasn't complaining at the time just to see, you know, one more year of, you know, my favorite player ever. So, uh, being 20. well, you know, from your favorite player to my favorite, well, my favorite coach is Mike Tomlin. Let's okay. get to, let's go back to December 7th. It's time for the Steelers and Mike Tomlin to part ways. Yeah. Obviously, he, he came back. But then, on December 23rd, Mike Tomlin collapsed down the stretch again. <laughs> are you, did you, after the, the way the season ended, did you, have you, are you, uh, did you warm again to Tomlin at all? Or is he still on your hot seat? Here's the thing. like I, I like Mike Tomlin. And I think that when discussing like Mike Tomlin the coach especially in seasons like this it does get a little bit tricky because it I do it does come off as me presenting that I don't like Mike Tomlin like the dude that's not the case but I think there's something to be said for you know the fact that they lost to New England and Arizona in consecutive games and then they lose to Indianapolis to go from seven and four to seven and seven and then they win the final three, and everybody's like, oh, Mike Tomlin does it again. Well, how much credit are we going to give a guy for, you know, how much credit do you get for saving a sinking ship when you're pouring water onto the boat? And I, like I said, I like Mike, but the playoff underachieving has been going on for so long. And at some point, you got to have results in the postseason for me to, like, really be on board. And right now, like, going into this offseason, if they don't make a severe a lot of moves where it shows, okay, we are in this. We are going balls to the wall to compete in a very deep AFC, very congested AFC. Like, it's going to be hard for me to like get extremely excited if they run it back with another not good quarterback and just hope to you know win games twenty to seventeen all year like they have the past couple of years. So I hope that they make serious changes and try to approach this offseason with a modern approach to football. My argument is as far as the playoff record is only that, you know, it wasn't Tomlin who threw a red zone pick against the Bills. It wasn't Tomlin who snapped the ball over Ben's head against the Browns. It wasn't Tomlin who uh, ran down the defense against Jacksonville, you know, in 2018 or whatever. Um, All are very fair arguments. I hear you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, you heard that, Your Honor, uh, conceding to uh, the prosecution. Um Okay, let's look at one last tweet. Is this the, is this yeah. the hottest take of them all? Possibly, if I can only find from October first, a six and eleven season is the best thing that could happen to the Steelers. To be honest, um, you know, six and eleven. What would that have gotten them? You know, uh, maybe the eleventh pick instead of the twentieth pick. Is is that is that? Uh, I would have to look at the draft order to see like what teams finished where. But the my my thought process, yeah, basically that everybody could stop talking about this non-losing streak thing that is ultimately meaningless. 
Um, and I think that they could realize, okay, yeah, our quarterback room is not good. Our quarterback isn't good, and we have to make a lot of changes. Now, you know, they go to the playoffs again with by way of very much overachieving, and then they lose in the playoffs. I'll say this, though. It seems like, I mean, like I already said, it seems like they realize, okay, we need to do something different at quarterback, which is good. And that was my thought process with that to be like, okay, if they go 10 and 7 and get to the playoffs again, this whole organization's going to pat themselves on the back and say, oh, we, we, we're, we're close. We just need to make slight changes. We don't need to make any major changes. We'll be right back in the playoffs. That was my biggest worry. And at that point, I was like, okay, maybe if they just stink one year, then they'll make actual changes. Because there are years where, you know, power teams, like the year before they got Ben Roethlisberger, they went 6-10. and 10. They were in a position to take a quarterback, which ended up being Ben, and it turned the tide of the franchise. So sometimes you just need to kind of bite the bullet and accept that your team, like from a fan's perspective at least, that, hey, this might not be the year, but a bad year might be needed. And I've for the past couple years, I said, maybe they just need a bad year. But they always are good enough to not be good enough, and that seems to be the spot that they're stuck in right now until they do make some some major changes although wouldn't you say there are 31 teams that aren't good enough to be good enough i mean look at you know miami wouldn't you rather wouldn't you be in a more desolate position if you were a miami fan after scoring 80 points every game for you know the season and then couldn't put it together or jacksonville you've been uh, sitting with this number one overall quarterback and just can't get to the playoffs or um what other teams am i thinking how about cleveland where you uh you know had one of the two best seasons of the last 30 years yeah i can hear i can hear those arguments in terms of like i guess the point you're making is like bad teams that are finally like good again and the thing with me is like the, the steelers should be held to a higher account than that like for teams like like you look around the league right now in terms of kansas city andy reed he finally found a quarterback that he can win with and he keeps winning um new england for 20 years like that should be that should be the bar, not just getting into the playoffs and getting to the dance, like winning games and going deep to the playoffs. Like, would I rather be the Steelers or Buffalo right now? Absolutely, I'd rather be Buffalo, who's at least consistently there, and it feels like they are just one or two pieces away. The Steelers aren't one or two pieces away, unfortunately. Um, now, if they get if they get a quarterback somehow who plays to the extent of whether it be they make a splash in free agency and it ends up being, you know, like a Matthew Stafford to the Rams situation, that's cool. Um but they they need to be serious about getting that type of piece, uh, especially in, in an AFC who CJ Stroud looks like a stud. Trevor Lawrence is still there. Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Like that's just stacked with dudes and they need to get a dude. And that's that was basically my thought process behind everything is they need to get a, another dude. Um, Green Bay's been lucky enough to have just three consecutive ones. I don't know what's in the water in Wisconsin where they just keep getting guys, but. Hopefully it's not another lull like the Steelers had between Bradshaw and Ben Roethlisberger where it's a lot of, okay, there's a Bubby Brister, a Mark Ballone, a, you know, Coral Stewart was fun for a couple of years and then he fell off a cliff. So hopefully it's not a situation like that. Uh, you know, fair, although I will, you know, we've gone to AFC Championship games with Bubby and Neil and... and uh, different era though, man, like... I think when you look at those types of years, like, you know, the early 90s and whatnot, game is very different, you know, almost what, 30 years later where passing and having a great quarterback is such a vital part of getting anywhere in this league. So I don't think we're ever going to see, you know, a, a Neil O'Donnell type guy, you know, take his team on a wild ride like that, at least not consistently. There might be a year where you'll get like a, like a Nick Foles type thing. Um, 
but even then, that was such a perfectly constructed roster around him. So there's a lot of variables that that come into play when it comes to stuff like that. Well, Jared, you bravely walked into court. Mm-hmm. Uh, J- uh, Judge Benevent, are you willing to issue a ruling? Can uh, can he keep his I, towel? I, I would like to issue a ruling. <laughs> Counselor, you made a compelling argument, but the defendant was very intelligent and well-argued. Everything he said came from a place of wanting what's best for the franchise. The court finds that the defendant can keep his towel and go forward with the gratitude of the court. I'm, 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 I can't get a victory in here. What's, uh, I bring all these defendants to the judge. And he's, well, this guy can. I keep thinking you're going to bring me a raving loon, and you never do. These guys have been I smart. I would have brought my towel with me into this had I known that I was going to have But, I mean, these it. guys are always intelligent. I mean, usually, I, I think one of these days you're going to get a hater on here who's just going to scream obscenities for 10 minutes. I mean, this guy was smart. He clearly wants to see the team win. That's, you know, that, uh, that, that, that that's the kind of people we need more of. We don't agree with him on everything, certainly, nor uh, will we. But, I mean, but it, it, it's, again, this guy clearly roots for the team and wants to see the best for them. And that's, I think, all we can ask ask of uh, anybody well Jarrett uh, uh, where can we where can we find you out on socials and the internets and beyond and anything you want to uh, get out there yeah on the uh, the, the, the app formerly known as Twitter uh, <laughs> daily NFL uh, follow all my I post everything there in terms of my work USA Today behind the steel curtain A to Z sports um, Steelers wise I mean this is the Steelers podcast so mm-hmm. behind the steel curtain a lot of off-season coverage coming um, I'll be in Mobile Alabama next week covering the senior bowl so in terms mm-hmm. of potential Steelers prospects to look at I'll be doing daily reports um, from the senior bowl which you can find on behind the steel curtain um, and then covering everything else around the league on USA Today and A to Z sports um, yeah but, oh if you if you're a threads person I'm on threads at real Jarrett Bailey so mm-hmm. Go uh, go follow me there. YouTube at J Bailey NFL uh, for my podcast. Uh, that is that is where you can find me. Sweet. Well, mm-hmm. I appreciate you uh, having the having the uh, the Kenyones to uh, step into our uh, our pod and uh, and face down your tweets. Thanks <laughs> thanks for uh, stopping by. Absolutely, boys. Here we go. Here we go. Na, 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 na. He kept his towel. I'm kind of sad. I mean, someday you're going to bring in someone here who's genuinely crazy, who's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. like a threat to themselves and to us. And at that point, we're going to have to take this person's towel and perhaps physically not be able to. If you're willing to step into the kangarooney court, hit me up somehow. I mean, I get. I mean, I feel like we're incentivizing uh, toxic takes at that point. But hey, if you know, if that's where it is, that's where it is. I mean, that's it, please. It's it's that means that's fewer toxic takes. Kyle has to read, which I always I always worry about a bit. Do you need to? You need to get. Okay, all right. Yeah, no, you're good. Let's get to all right, some odds and ends. Okay. Starting with at Trib Joe Rudder. We're back to Trib's Joe Rudder. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is some Art Rooney comments. Art Rooney II agrees with Mike Tomlin that the Steelers are closer at this stage of the game than last year. True. He cites the rookie class and the work by Omar Khan. Um, I mean, I guess I mean, compared to 2022, we didn't make the playoffs, but... Uh, is, is it is it is it a tangible step? I think so. I yeah. mean, the offensive line is genuinely better. Uh, it's it's uh, that that's taken a step forward. The secondary is infinitely better for having Joey Porter Jr. in it. Uh, the running game it it was getting stronger down the stretch uh, when Kenny was leading them to wins, but it was a real weapon 
uh, down the stretch with uh, Najee and Jalen. So, yeah, so I, I, I do agree with uh, Art on that. All right. How about at Bob Labriola? <laughs> Bob Labriola. Art Rooney II on the hiring of the new offensive coordinator. Number one, to be clear, it's Mike's hire. Head coaches hire their coordinators. It would be a state mistake for me to screw up the lines of authority in terms of how things are supposed to work. I guess there was no beating on the tables uh, for this one. Um, uh, is this, I mean, should this really put all this to rest anytime there's a well art probably wanted this and mike wanted this and it seems like art only wants what mike wants yes and they both want the exact same thing which is to win and also this is i, I think this means that they're both uh, kind of on the same page so them being uh, disconnected should not lead to a playoff loss in and of itself in 2025 i this is i don't understand this art tell me <laughs> At A Saunders underscore PGH, Alan Saunders. Rooney on the team's current playoff win drought. We've had enough of this. It's time to get some wins and take these next steps. There's some urgency here for sure. How, but how do you, how is, how exactly is there urgency? We all want to win a playoff game, but we can't, we're not going to be in that situation for 12 months from now. You know, it's not like in August you're going to be like, the goal is to win a playoff game. It's not going to change. It's still going to be, Week one opponent, Cincinnati mm -hmm. Bengals. We're Certainly. singularly focused. And it's so how how can there how can there be urgency? How do can we is that tangible? Well, I, I I've heard some people have tried to interpret uh the signing of Arthur Smith through the prism of the use of the word urgency here, as in the idea that's why we're signing a guy that's done this before versus, again, a 29-year-old that uh, coordinated the passing game for a successful team. I think there's some urgency here in that maybe uh, that's also been interpreted to kind of what you were talking about. Maybe that is the reach out to Cousins. Maybe that is throw the money at Mason. And also, I think one way you can see the urgency is that I, I, I think, and I'll put it out here, I mean, I've certainly been wrong a million times. That might be, we're going to be less patient with Pickett. You know, like okay. it's not going to be like, because I think that's, because I think, because I mean, what other way is there to interpret agency, uh, urgency broadly, other than a lack of patience, a lack of saying, okay, well, we're just trying to get better. I think that's a way to look at it organizationally. Uh, time will tell, time right. will tell. And it's certainly not going to tell in February. Yeah, we're not going to know until, I mean, we're not going to know until September, really. Right, right, yeah. right. And even then, yeah. Or, you know, maybe free agency if they, you know, if they're right. shoppers. If, if, they, if they sign Cousins as fast as they signed Mitch uh, yeah. back when yeah. they got him, yes. Um. All right, is that, well, let's do one last thing here. Okay. At Joe Starkey 1, Joe Starkey. Look at this item from the Steelers exhibit from the Steelers exhibit at the Hall of Fame. It's amazing. They've got the elevator buttons from Three River Stadium when Art what missed was, the immaculate the reception. reception. Mm -hmm. This is what they put in the Hall of the, the elevator buttons? Is that even I mean that's a small part of the immaculate reception story, but it's like right. that's the, you know it seems like someone just 
found a junk closet and they said, oh, yeah, put that right. in the hall. It, 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 there's some, there was a piece of Steelers history that we didn't already have in the or a Hall of Fame. So we included this too. I mean, this is, uh, that, that, I mean, that, I, I think because the part point of the story, the reason he was in the elevator was he was going down to congratulate the players on having played a great game and how he was proud of them and all that. And he stepped off of it to see that they'd won. So I think that's part, I mean, I know that from having heard The Chief by Rob Zellers yeah. and uh, Gene Collier many times. But I think that's part of it. But yeah, it's a boy. They included all of it too. Like it's not just the buttons. It's uh, that that's pretty sizable in terms of why not just uh, the whole the whole elevator. Yeah, just, is... you can step in. You can recreate the experience of not seeing the immaculate reception. They could have included that. Wow. Um. Well, I guess that's what. Uh, that's what we've been talking yeah, about. Yeah, I suppose so. All right. Well, big thanks. Thank you, Jarrett Bailey, yes. for stepping on into the show. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can keep the conversation going on social media. I am at Kyle Christ. I'm mostly on TikTok. How about yourself, Greg? Uh, Gre- uh, Greg Benevent, uh, G- uh, BS Boy, E-N-E, BS Victor, E-N-T, mostly on Instagram. You can see us perform every Saturday at Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank, California. Um, and you can catch me on February 22nd on the Game Show Network's Ooh. Blank Slate. Please, I need, uh, I, I, I need some ratings for that episode. I need people to be like, wow, Kyle Kreis has some, uh, has some, has some ratings pool here. <laughs> I need that Game Show Network This is the best bump. episode of Blank Slate I've ever seen. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I've been watching some of them and oh, I, you know. You? Oh, okay. They're not, uh, I, you know, I'm not saying that I got what it takes, but. I bet you do. I bet I'm you not do. saying I, uh, I got the, uh, the but. You'll see for yourself. All right. Until next week, keep listening to your coach. Be the best selves. That's going to be required. Stay in school.